Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Steve. I'm Thomas. I'm Harvey Gladden. Yeah. Woo! Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, glad you guys, you know, came back to, you know, listen to a little bit more of our sweet, 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 luscious voices. Make sure you uh, shout out the new listeners, too. Yeah, and new ones, too, if you, uh, yeah. you know, if you like what you hear, maybe uh, stick around for a little bit. All right. Come cool. on this journey with us. <laughs> Beautiful journey. Uh, so this week we, we got candy. We got <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of candy for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week we are reviewing movies, right, guys? Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk movies. This is a movie podcast. I mean, sometimes we like to switch it up and talk about non-movies, right? Or films. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week we are watching uh, Steve uh, McQueen's latest joint, uh, Widows. Uh, I don't think it just because he's black doesn't mean yeah, you have to call it a joint. It's not a joint. Uh, well, I like <laughs> to say I like to say Spike Lee. It's a, it's a film. This way, this way. I have a real quick question or before movie. we continue. Does Spike Lee have that shit like coin? Like that's his thing. No one else. He's like, no, oh, like a so. joint. I mean, if someone else were to use it, I think they would definitely get called out by Spike Lee and or other people. I think Spike Lee would definitely call someone out. Yeah, and like, like in, a pub- in, in a public in a public in a public forum too. It's not like he does this shit like subtly like on that like, is Instagram. Synonymous with his brand. Yeah. I, th- I think I um, love it. I think Spielberg or someone bigger than him should do it. Be like, fuck you. I think he'll get a more sp- mad. A Spielberg <laughs> joint. It would literally. I think. I think it just. I think it would just like cause like this huge beef in the film industry. Racism will arise. Is that what it does? I'm sure that that would be part of the yeah. discussion. The narrative. Yeah, Spielberg can't say joint. That's my or shit. Like that. He's using his privilege <laughs> to exercise his power. It's pro- All right. It's appropriation. Yeah, and that's it's not what it good. is. Yeah, it's, it's not good. good. It's fun to joke about though. But yeah. All right, so we're watching uh, Widows, or we were going to be talking about Widows, and then we're also talking about Oscar-worthy action films. Yeah. This yeah. is this is interesting because I brought it up. I feel like just uh, like action movies really don't get. Any uh any any light during the Oscars right. or any love? And I think um, you know, I think a- action movies are you know an achievement. People put in a lot of work to make these action stunts happen and, and really give people a thrill in in a theater. And well, I think they're part yeah. of the cinematic experience. So I think they should get some yeah. some love. You we know? Can, yeah, we're gonna talk about a little bit more. Talk about some of our favorites. Maybe talk about some that we think should have gotten maybe like a nod. The Oscars, or even some that already did get some love, but right, right. should have won for something. Uh, so, uh, before we continue, uh, I kind of want to go around the table and just ask you guys, uh, how's your week? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Why'd you word that in a way like we never do that? No. <laughs> uh, this is new because <laughs> I, I, I don't know if made up. The, uh, uh, our long-time listening fans know that I rarely host, yeah. so I like to change things up every time I go for it. Yeah, so, we, we should probably mention that Sean's not here. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, Sean's not here uh, again. Third week in a row. I, I was not going to mention it because I'm very lonely on this side of the table when we record. It's it's been it's it just I yeah. Don't know. It honestly I feels just, like want, me and Harvey are giving you a job interview. It, that's what it feels like, and I feel a lot of pressure right now. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm not doing well. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I'm not doing well. I'm, I you might say not get something, a and I mark something. Yeah, you're sitting there scribbling down just on a piece of paper, like fuck me. <laughs> what is that? What are you writing? <laughs> It's, these are just notes for me. I don't like when people write about me. 
<laughs> that's a, that's that's a, a nice deep, reference. Yeah, that's a nice cut. I like that. If you uh, got it, you loved it. Now, now, Steve, what does it mean when uh, don't count your chickens <laughs> before they hatch? Okay? Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Oh, don't count your chickens, huh? How are you doing? <laughs> How does this devolve? <laughs> segue <is it? laughs> You're right. doing fucking these shitty If you guys haven't seen... <laughs> You guys haven't seen Good Time yet. This like, is a film you, you need like Rocky, to watch. Though. <laughs> yeah, you sound like Rocky. He's got a Rocky thing going on. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Our weeks. Yeah. Our weeks. Oh, yeah. How was you guys' weeks? Uh, Shomo, you can go first. Tell, tell oh, okay. Um, my week um, has been pretty good. Just been working. Working on a dream, as I say. The American dream? Well, we all know that's not it's really no longer possible. an American dream. Yeah. I think now yeah. it's a, the capitalist dream. Yeah. Um, wow, getting political on this podcast. Um, that's never happened. But for for the most part, just been chilling, working on some some productions, and uh, yeah, playing uh, Super Smash Bros. a lot in preparation yeah. of the uh, Nintendo Switch. Version yeah, let's uh, let's break it down real quick. I've heard. Oh, uh, I heard. Me yeah, too. I don't think. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard uh, the new Smash Brothers is coming out. I heard it's a big deal. I'm not big into the video game news. Um, Neither am I. Are you excited? Yeah, it's like. Um, it's like you know. it's like your Christmas, or you're like kind of like you're not really religious, but if there was a religion, Smash would be it's like, like the Bible. No, it's like the Star Wars like um, reboot for if I was a Star Wars fan. Oh, so it's me. like a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So Harvey, are you excited for this, or you don't really care? Um. I enjoy playing the game, sometimes. Um, that's uh, about I it. heard you. I heard you're pretty good. <laughs> I'm not good at all at that game. Uh, um, he got potential. You just don't have it here to practice. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. I don't know. I just know like strategy in in fighting games, and I don't know that it's a bit more dynamic than a typical one, so it can be uh, quite challenging. challenging. Yes. Yeah, yes. but it's a it's a nice game. I can't say I'm excited for the new one, but I'm sure I'll end up playing it. Oh, you yeah. sure will. Well, yeah. I'm glad we had the video game corner. Now we can right, really yeah, get into let's, the let's get off of the video games. Other than that, that's that's my week, man. Not, I, I wish more. I wish I could bring like a story or an anecdote. No, the thing is, there's always moments in New York City. Like, there's so many times where just like weird fucking shit happens to me, and I'm just like blown away at the moment. But then I always forget. I always feel like I never write it down. So when I come on the show, I'm thinking like, oh. I, you're gonna have a good st- no i forgot what the story was but i know something crazy happened to me in new york when you live here after a while just like random things do occur and you're kind of just like questioning why yeah why? i never uh yeah i always forget to talk about the weird things that i encounter on the podcast too <laughs> i feel like some people would probably get a kick out of them but it when you're just exposed to so much weird shit constantly you get, you get, you get numb right? i got <laughs> so desensitized by like just uh, day-to-day life in new york just like just getting the thing is just get on a train and you'll see some weird fucking shit yeah, i think uh this is a nice segue into my week cause oh this week <laughs> uh like a couple days ago i think it was like maybe thursday uh, this guy like on my morning commute i have to go through 14th and get on like the f or the m because i take the l yeah because it's faster and um there's this guy that jumped out on the, onto the tracks and he's just yelling shit he's like y'all ain't gonna fuck with me and uh, he's just yelling crazy shit. Just wait, and, just wait. Um, the train wasn't there. He was just on the, the train. Tracks. The train was like trying to come in, but it couldn't move because the guy was like on the track. I, <laughs> the, I guess they got alerted that there was a dude on a track, and he was just down there yelling at the MTA, yelling at everybody. Um, sounds like when Thomas did he have a mental, motive? Yeah, was it like a mental breakdown? Like he was just like so fed up of for them being late all the time that he was just like, oh, "Fuck." 
all no, I, I think he was just um, crazy. Yeah, I think he was unfortunately just a crazy yeah. guy. It happens. I don't think he had a stance or anything. <laughs> like he wasn't like protesting NBA. anything. <laughs> no, he was just uh, wow. He really dropped the ball there. Yeah. He could have made a statement. Could have, but other than that, I mean. That's probably the weirdest thing that happened to me this week and the most eventful. Um, you know, going forward, I want you guys to remember your weirdest story, and I'll bring one too. And uh, I think we should bring him, bring our best weird story next week. You down for that? I really can't guarantee I'm going to have one. Yeah. Um, other than that, my week was just uh, pretty normal, just working and stuff. Mediocrity. Interesting. Yeah. interesting How about interesting. you? Oh, uh, you know. You know, every time I talk about work, I'm just over talking about work now. So. Uh, you know, yeah, I worked and, uh, you know, there was interesting, you know, I, I shot some stuff. Thomas was there. Uh, me and you worked together. I don't know if you remember that, Tom. It was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, we went to a fencing club and watched people fence and uh, I kind of want to do it. Yeah, it looks fun, right? <laughs> kind of want to do it. I feel like it's it's a rich man's sport. So it's going to be like a heavy initial investment for both of us. Yeah, I think we can... Um I think we can get by on the tools that we have here. I see there's a broom in the corner right there. We could yeah, probably. I mean, I, but to properly do it. I yeah, want I would imagine you'd have to, like, join that club or whatever. Like yeah. a, and I'm pretty yeah, sure. those at, like, clubs or some shit. Yeah, this this club looks very prestigious. It, 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 you know, it has posters and it has, like, things on the wall. Like, it looks like, you know, it has, it's money getting thrown there. Mm-hmm. And, uh I don't know why I use posters as like a yeah, as like a signifier yeah, of yeah, like real cheap, <laughs> my, my, real cheap from Staples. <laughs> my my, cl- my third grade class had posters. It was not a very <laughs> fancy place. Yeah, that sounds cool though. No, it was a it was a good time. Uh, we had a lot of fun that day, and it was probably the easiest PA shift you ever worked, right? Yeah. We're doing it again tomorrow. I can't wait. It's gonna yeah, be a lot of fun. Same shoot tomorrow. Very cool. Feel guilty. Same amount of hours too. Same amount of hours. Oh, I get one. Can I add something to my week? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I bought sweatpants for the first time. Oh yeah, this is a big deal for How you. How you feeling? <laughs> They're pretty fucking comfortable. <laughs> I'm honest. Yeah, I have I have similar. They're not the insides of them feel like sweatpants, but the outsides are a little more different than sweatpants. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're comfy as fuck. Yeah, I think these are. Maybe since I was like maybe a toddler, but I've I've never owned sweatpants or anything, so I think I've been messing out. You have been you've been fucking up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess since that's everyone's week, uh, I guess we have to talk about movies now. We sure do. And yeah. uh, I know someone lost in this table. Uh, I don't know who, but that's someone knows me. <laughs> I lost. Yeah. Yeah. I lost big time. And you know what? Wait, well, why why'd you lose big time? Because I lost twice in a row. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, you <laughs> didn't have to, to play the game. Yeah, you and I decided to, to be a big man. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna watch a movie that I don't know about lost. big man. That makes you kind of a fool. Yeah, a little bit of a fool. <laughs> I, would, I would not have conceded. Or he likes a challenge. I, I really thought, you know. But, uh, so at least like, you got to see a great movie or a movie that we all were raving about. Yeah, let's talk about this movie. Proceeds to I was, shred it. I was forced. To watch Moonlight. It's uh this this picture that was uh directed by uh the well now well known Barry Jenkins. Uh is this his first first big film, right? Uh because uh, he's done obviously he's done shorts in the past, most directors do. Uh he might have done other features, but I don't think they got anywhere like this one. Yeah. Uh and Moonlight is about uh, I love this part, I love this tagline. This is the story of a lifetime. Mm. I like that, it's very simple. Kind of, kind of true, uh, and it's about the tender, heartbreaking story of a young man's struggle to find himself, told across three defining chapters in his life as he experiences the ecstasy, pain, and beauty of falling in love while grappling with his own sexuality. 
This stars uh, Travante Rhodes, Ashton Sanders, Alex Hibbert, uh, Janelle Monet. I didn't know she was in this until like I said, I'm like, oh shit, she's in the shit. I love her. Uh, and a lot of fucking actors. Like, I, I, I don't want to continue on, but those top three basically play our lead character, Chiron Harris, uh, through various stages of his life. <sighs> All right, let me get into it. I have a question for you guys. Sure. What did you guys expect me to say about this movie? Like, knowing, because I, I, I love the movie, but it's just like, were you guys expecting anything else? No. Oh, well, are okay. you hinting at something? No, no, I'm just, I was do, just curious. Do you think that we think you're gay? No, no. It's, it, well, that wasn't that I was going to go <laughs> I don't at all. I understand where you're going with this. This is where I was going. Is like you assign this movie and you know it's good. And then I watch it and it's good. And I was just like, well, fuck, man. I thought it was, uh, I was expecting more transcendence. Like, it's like, yeah. Uh, I think that's the problem with uh, sometimes with films that are, you know, have been out for a while and have like a certain, like, I hate to say hype because it makes it sound negative. Well, the, the motive behind this was like, uh, if you don't see this now, you may never. Yeah, and that's true. Uh, but I'm still glad I watched it. And, you know, wh- what are you really going to expect me to say? It's it's a great film. Uh, were I you would touched? S- uh, were you yeah, moved? No, yeah. I would say I think the, the crowning achievement of this film was the ability for all the actors to... to the emotion. That's what it was. I think it's more frustration... Uh, when you see uh, Chiron's uh, character, how the way he grows and has to deal with all these, like, you know, he's dealing with abuse at home and abuse with the, from his peers and having, like, no one really to confide in about who he is and how he's struggling with that. And you see that frustration, and it kind of comes through through the performance. And even, like, that, it was this really critical scene, I would say, in Chapter 2 with uh, with this conversation he has with this uh, this other this other individual. And it, it just... When it happens, it was like such a weird release because when he was, when, when, when it finally happens and you're having, and he has this like moment of just like ecstasy and you're like, it's like you feel that with him because it's being built up. And I think that's the film's greatest achievement. It's like you're able to really put yourself in his shoes and like understand to, I mean, to a certain extent, like what he's going through. Um, uh, another great thing I, I love about the film is like visually it's stunning. Like, it it's like I really couldn't. You can honestly, hate <laughs> to sound this is like a dick they say, but it's like a fucking Tumblr like mood board. Like every shot's fucking beautiful. Like you could put this on like any kind of like board or any kind of like you know pitch deck, and you can fucking sell it to someone. Like oh, this is what we're trying to go for, and it's just it's beautifully shot and the use of colors, like the use of like blue and purples and like reds. It's just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this. I found this super interesting because Harvey gave me a film last week that I talked, spoke briefly about. I don't think I went into detail or really talked much about like the story or like the ideas, but, uh, uh, bully, you know, it takes place in South Florida. This film takes place in South Florida. And it was just kind of interesting that I get two movies that kind of deal with the South dealing with two different perspectives of like two different groups of people. You know, you, you see like this, uh, young, young African-American, you know, you know, a person who is like growing up and going through these hardships and growing up within a very, you know, a very, you know, a, a community that, you know, there's, there's love there and there you can see it there as well. But then there's also like this, this, the masculine, you know, the toxic violence that is, that permeates through it. And, you know, counter that with bully where it's like, you know, it's kind of just like, 
bored white kids sitting around and getting into trouble and not really doing much. It just, it, it's such a counter to like both take place in the same area, but like profoundly have these, these people have completely different lives and deal with like certain things completely differently. Uh, very, very just interesting point. I was noticing that when I was watching it today. Uh, I would say, yeah, uh, honestly, just from performances and cinematography, just in, at every level, I think like everyone brought their A game. And this is honestly just gets me excited to watch fucking uh, his latest movie that's coming out. Is it, I think it's this year, right? I imagine, yeah, they're not going to ble- release in March or some shit. Yeah, I just didn't see the date for its release, but I'm just now I'm if so Beale Street could talk. I'm Dude, have you so seen the, fucking excited. the newer trailer to it? No, I haven't seen it. I saw it when I went and saw Widows. Oh, yeah, really? The newer it. trailer was like, what the fuck? It looks Dude, way no. too good. Dude, it's insane how beautiful this movie looks. Like, there's just shots. I'm like, I need, I like, this is like one movie we have to find. It, it looks like a like a YouTube video someone spent time on and created oh, to make yeah. me cry. Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, I know this one's gonna. <laughs> you know, one thing I would say that though I felt certain level of emotion, I didn't cry. Uh, I, I, felt, I I was thought I was gonna be hit a little bit more profoundly, but I think maybe it was just the mood I was in. Heartless. Heartless. I uh, I teared up. Um, the orange juice dinner table. Or, yeah, yeah, table scene with Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, yeah. love it! How'd you feel about uh, his character? Uh, whose character? Which one? Mahershala Ali. Uh, I feel like he, I wish he was. Uh, I don't want. I was gonna spoil something. Actually, never mind. I'm not gonna fucking say it. Uh, I wanted more because I well, really, the, did, I, mean, I really well, did. The problem like is the movie's three chapters. And three chapters. He's only in one chapter. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a bummer. Uh, when you know you reach the other chapter, and you're like, oh, he's not gonna show up. But uh, I did like his character a lot. Uh, uh, I would say, honestly, my favorite two, like my favorite moment, though, I would say is like near the end with uh, with Kevin. Diner? Y- no, when when the apartment scene at the mm-hmm. uh, near the third chapter, I thought that was like when he was like finally being open and honest and like he was telling about it. And I was just like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I think that was actually one of the stronger moments in the film. That and the, the chapter two the school see that that scene at the school was amazing. How did you feel when Chapter Three hit yeah. and you you realized the man that Chiron has become? It, yeah, what, what did it make you feel like? Again, that was a sense of frustration because yeah. it was bred out of him. Like he, like you know, this is uh, basically a boy who's uh, I guess you could say a little bit more I don't sensitive. Know to, I don't know, tread lightly, it might be a spoiler, but well, yeah, it's a boy who is sensitive and is doesn't seem like that kind of person, and like eventually, who he becomes is like the thing that event like he wasn't trying to be, or who he wasn't in, like initially. It's kind of heartbreaking, right? Uh, yeah, this movie has a lot of layers. It's it's beautifully done. It's a, it's it's a masterpiece, and I'm like. Not, a, I wouldn't say a masterpiece. I feel like, I feel like it's such a strong word, but it's still a great film, and I, I think it's a master class in filmmaking and how the way you know, you know, how everything was done. Uh, I'm super excited to see his next film. I'm just so excited to see where his career goes after this. It's like, I feel like we're just gonna get fucking just gems, like just bangers, and like from the next couple of years from Barry Jenkins. Like, kid you not. Chelsea. Well, I, hate, uh, I hate to talk like that. Is it and better than assume. La La Land? <coughs> yeah. Because the you know the, the yeah. controversy. Yeah, I think it's better than La La Land, but that's just me. But then again, remember, I wasn't like the biggest fan when I first watched La La Land. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, no, great film. Uh, I'm a classic man. I was like, I was like, I really want to find that track because I know that's not the original version, right? 
I think it's like a remix. It's a remix. Maybe. Is it? Yeah, I'm, yeah right. I'm pretty sure it's a remix. The soundtrack is on Spotify, man. Come Check on. it out. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I hate I hate just to say it's like, it has to be like, I want to give it a five, but a part of me wants to give it a heavy 4.5, which is weird. I mean, do what you feel. I don't know, man. Can I just give it a 4.75? Yeah, I'm no. going to give it a 4.75. That's my score. I'm locking that shit in. Mm, 4.76. 7.6? Yeah. <laughs> five. All right. Round up to five. All right. 4.76. It's a five. It's basically... It's like there's nothing negative to really say about this film. Uh, I I instantly want to like rewatch it because I feel like there's things I probably missed. And there's like so much more I can probably dig out of it. I'd like to rewatch it too. What yeah. would have made it a five? I don't... I think what... <laughs> It's hard to say because fives for me are so weird. Like, it has to, it really has to, like, I don't know. Like I say, I hate to say, re- like, resonate and, like, it sounds so stupid when I say it that way. Like, there's a lot of elements that I love and I think it's, there's nothing really negative I can point out and say, like, no, this is a flaw of the film. But on the flip side, I don't know why I can't give it a five. I don't know it's what. Because you're racist. Is that what it is? I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I was waiting for it. This is this is why I gave you this movie. <laughs> uh, it's because you're a homophobe too. Is that what it is yeah. too? Well, shit. Well, I'm all fucked up. Did you watch anything else? Any other? Uh, oh no, no. Gems? I just I was trying to think uh, if I watched anything else. Um, I probably did. I just don't remember. It was probably like some like random fucking movie that I just put on. Uh, I just don't remember because I don't. I, I, you know what I stopped doing? I stopped logging stuff on Letterbox. Oh really? Yeah, and it's it's been fucking me up because I can't remember anything. Like like, yeah. if it's in the beginning of the week, and my week is crazy, I, I'm just not gonna remember shit. You don't remember the films you watch? If it's like a rewatch or something, probably not. Or if it's like a throwaway movie I put on, probably not. Oh, um, I forget sometimes too, though. It's like yeah, it's just it's. I forget on the very insignificant ones, but yeah. So I probably did watch something. I just don't remember it. <laughs> so you've been watching uh, TNG though. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Unbelievable. I have to rewatch it. Wait, what? The Next Generation. Star Trek. Next Generation. Fucking nerds. It's good shit. Fucking Trekkies. Do you want to go next? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, go, I'll go real quick. Yeah, what do you got for us? All right. Um, speaking of uh, gay cinema. <laughs> what? Why are you what? laughing? You watch Star Wars? <laughs> Is that a gay movie? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I feel like Chewbacca is a little too attached to Han Solo. A little too attached for me. I'm just kidding. Uh, that wouldn't be gay. What if, what that if would that be bestiality. What if that was in Han Solo? What? Like the, the they, fucking they Solo movie. They kiss? Well, no, I'm thinking more than a kiss. I'm thinking like a full-on like uh, sex scene Dude. or something. I think I would have liked the movie a lot. It's, 20, more, it's 2018, man. They're breaking barriers down. If they, honestly, man, if they would have kissed, I think that movie would have easily got like... It's like that TED Talk that justified pedophilia or whatever. Just like, what? Wait, what? That exists. Look it up. <laughs> wow, what rabbit holes do you go through? This is a to real, the center of the earth. Like a sanctioned TED Talk? <laughs> or is it like yeah, someone's I'm, basement? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a TED Talk in the basement. someone's basement. Hey, I'm TED. <laughs> <laughs> They were talking about pedophilia. <laughs> Why is it wrong? Dude. Yeah. It's natural. No, no, it's a legit one. There's an auditorium and shit in the t- 
head sign in the back. Oh, Dude. <laughs> what movie are you talking about? All right. So, uh, yeah, a gay movie called uh, The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Oh. 2018 movie that people kind of swept under the rug. And I was like, well, i got to track this down because... I've read a few things about this. Nobody and they've watched been, it. They've been pretty positive. I haven't heard anything. So enlighten me, please. Okay, so... Um, this movie, uh, the synopsis goes, is uh, in 1993, a teenage girl is forced into a gay conversion therapy center by her conservative guardians. Uh, this is coming at you from director and writer Desiree Akavan. Um, and the main character is played by uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. And you also have some other people in here. You have um, Sasha uh, Blaine from yeah. American Honey. Forrest Goodluck is the other guy um, who's more of a main character. And then a bunch of other people, but it's it's pretty confined to those three characters, I think. There's some other characters, too. Um, yeah, so basically what happens is um, in the beginning of the movie... Uh, w- w- sorry, I'm going to go by her character name. It's... Uh, Cameron, right? It's in the title. <laughs> Dude. Dude, that was the fucking best. Dude, I was like, just wait. I look up her name. I, I was like, I just. I, I feel like this movie really touched you. Like this movie really just. That's embarrassing. Very profound. <laughs> Other way, what's her name again? It's in the fucking title. All right, so Cameron Post is her name. Um. Basically, she gets caught doing some some sexy things with her kissing f- her female friend. What happens is, I think her she has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend catches uh, her making out or whatever, doing crazy shit in the backseat of a car. Uh, he's very appalled. He's like, "What the fuck? This is so fucked up, man. Fuck." And I'm like, "Dude, relax, man. You should should have tried to at least get a threesome." Um, <laughs> why do you have to react like such a fucking drama queen? Jesus. Um, so it's very insensitive of me. Uh, this word gets around. Obviously, it's not her little secret anymore. Um, her guardians find out. I say guardians because she her parents are dead. So is that. Um, and so her guardians are very Christian conservative people. Uh, so they're very understanding, correct? Uh, yeah. When you, what do you mean by understanding? Do you they're, mean they're, like they're very understanding of her lifestyle? Oh, correct? so you mean they're not understanding? Yes. Yeah. They uh, they are not understanding. They go, um, you know what? Sin has touched your heart, and it is time to fix you. So they send her this camp where they do all this therapy and counseling about. Uh, they don't even call it home homa homosexuality that does not exist that's not a real thing to them um they call it ssa same sex attraction which is isn't it the same fucking thing i don't i don't understand why homosexuality is bad the word but same sex attraction is okay i mean essentially it means the exact same thing um so they're kind of drilling into these kids' heads that there's no such thing as gay, there's no such thing as lesbian, there's no such thing as bisexual. These are all things that you're you're confused about. And they do actually a pretty good job at convincing the kids, some of them, I guess most of them, that 
they aren't gay. They're they have problems, and those problems have caused them to act out wildly and out of their nature. Um, and what they do when you first get there, you've ever seen that meme, right, with the iceberg? It's like oh, the tip of the iceberg, and then like what's you know all the stuff you don't see under the water. The yeah. iceberg is this big, and then underneath it's massive. You know that dumb shit. So they give them a little picture of an iceberg, right, with the water and then, like, the big-ass chunk under the water. And you have to write, like, all the things that you think might have led to um, your same-sex attraction. And what happens is, um, like, some really, like, contrived shit, but it makes sense for these people. They're like, okay, they convince these young minds that actually, you know what? You're gay because your dad spent too much time doing masculine things with you and you guys, she loves football and shit. So like, um, the other guy, he's gay because his, his dad, um, didn't show him any affection whatsoever. So he craved male affection, um, just because of that. Right. And, uh, (laughs) these kids are like, okay, that makes sense. I'm I'm just fucked up. I got to fix myself. Isn't that fucked though? Like, (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really fucked up. Really, you know up. how many people who don't get affection from their dad are not gay? Like, what's the science behind that? But, you know, we already know how they feel about science. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I think she befriends these two people who are a little bit more cynical than the rest of the camp, and I think that's why. Um, they go to the, the woods and stuff and go hiking and smoke weed. And this nice. movie turned out to be way more simple than I thought, um, in a good way, I think. And... It's kind of her coming to terms with um, how maybe, just maybe, it might not be a, you know, a mistake. She might actually be attracted to women. And I think, uh, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's very, like, slow. There's, like, no score at all for the entire thing. Um, and it ends on a very lighthearted note. And I, I really enjoyed it. There's a really powerful emotional scene where she's on the phone and in tears over something and that actually kind of got to me a little bit you know i'm a softy i get to, i get a uh, touched by that stuff a lot but i You're think a sensitive boy yeah i'm a sensitive boy man but this movie works man i mean it's a little a little simple i kind of wished i wish i learned more about the camp maybe if i had to give it one criticism i think it would be fun to uh see more gay conversion happening on screen <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative way. <laughs> it sounds like a... <laughs> Never mind. All right. Well, what I mean by is um, not that I think gay conversion is cool and all. I just think it's it's so ridiculous to even think that you can convert somebody. Thomas wants a propaganda film. <laughs> yeah, I want to see their propaganda film. <laughs> You're not gay. Come to our camp. Where, yeah. But I wanted to see more of that to see because it, it, it really is awkward. It's really just wrong. And it's intriguing to watch these people be so ignorant um yeah i don't know man that's about it i could say about it. i'd actually recommend this i wouldn't say it's my top 10 of 2018 but this is one of the better films of 2018 that didn't get a lot of love i think more people could watch it i believe it's on yeah amazon i think you can rent it yeah rent on amazon and it'll probably be streaming soon so i would, I would give it like a week or two yeah, four stars, a light four. Just a light four stars for me. Nice. Yeah, I was um, 
I was pretty interested in this director. I saw a part of, part of the other movie she did, um, Appropriate Behavior. Uh, I have not seen that. Yeah. Um, I think she's like Iranian. She's, um, yeah, she seems pretty talented. Um, are you finished or do you want me to start talking about Are you her? done? Oh, no, I don't, I don't have any other movies, yeah. Okay. I just watched uh, one film this week. Okay, I watched uh, a movie called Sonatine. It's directed by uh, Takeshi Kitano. And it, uh... Oh, I could read these names for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, for real. Eh? No, I want to try it myself. Stars uh, Tetsu Watanabe and uh, a bunch of other very talented people with uh, names that I can't really say. Oh, come on. Japanese names are easy. All right. Um, uh, so, yeah, Kitano plays uh, uh, Yakuza or Yakuza named uh, Mirakawa. And uh, he goes to Okinawa to help fight a gang war or to help end a gang war, basically. And uh, after getting there, he discovers that the war itself is kind of insignificant. It's just kind of a little spat that's gotten out of control. And um, for the rest of the film, pretty much he and his other gangsters, they go and stay in this beach house, basically. And um, it, the the rest of the film just has them sort of interacting with each other and... and uh, interacting like as humans and not as the the hardened gangsters that they usually are um this movie was very interesting in uh several several different ways um like for example mirakawa he it starts off the film them like doing um a little bit of a crime and he is talking to his friend about how he's no longer interested in being a gangster and that he thinks he wants to retire because he is just, he's grown tired of that lifestyle and of just hurting people and, and, uh, and dealing with the stress basically. And, um, so that sort of sets up his character. And for the rest of the film, we see him act as a normal person for the most part after discovering that he, um, he's not really needed in Okinawa that he can sort of just take the time off before he goes back to Tokyo. Um, we get to see him behave with uh, his friends in like, uh, I don't know, in, in a manner that he normally wouldn't do. And it, it, it kind of sheds like those layers of, uh, of his character away of like the, the hardened criminal and the, the sociopathic killings and, all this stuff sheds away until you see like sort of a this uh, seems like something I'll be into. I'm looking yeah, at the like, looking at the poster right now and uh I'm really digging the poster. Yeah, you start to sort of see like the who who he is as a person and um this is one of the most interesting um like gangster films if you can call it that that uh, that I've ever seen. Um I haven't seen too many uh yakuza movies. I hate saying Yakuza. It feels weird. But so, but, Yakuza. Yakuza. Um, Yakuza. I haven't seen many of them, but this is definitely the the best I've I've seen. Um, absolutely yeah. love this movie visually. Like I'm it, just looking at it. I'm like, fuck. It, it looks. It, it looks. It looks. It looks good. Like the shots of the because about a third of it takes place like on the beach after they get to Okinawa, and the shots are just incredible. Um, you also get like beautiful shots of like the Tokyo streets and the colors and. The lighting is just so perfect in, in each in each shot. Um, 
I don't know the, who the cinematographer is or what what else he's done, but I imagine I imagine he's someone very well known. At and this he has point. a he has a good career. Yeah, <laughs> o- Okinawa man. Uh, this came there. out in like Beautiful. 1993. So, uh, I'll yeah. tell you right now, we got cinematographer Katsumi. Yeah, Yanagijima. Katsumi Yanagijima. Uh, he's done Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go figure. He works with uh, uh, Beat Takeshi a lot, obviously. Right. The Blind, Dolls, Go, Maki. Yeah, this uh, this film just looks beautiful. Um, well, what the, do you know? It does some very, like Someone in Love? Yeah, I love that movie. He, he's the cinematographer for that. Yeah, <laughs> this movie does some really fucking interesting things. It's like a true character exploration and... Um, and you know really what this sounds? This sounds a little like uh, this uh, video game I played a long time ago. It's called uh, Yakuza. Yeah, you're That's so fucking man. corny. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, it reminds me a little bit of it. I've never played Yakuza, but I, it's, I, it's, I would like it's to. It's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. Yeah. It sounds good. I'm I'm obsessed with any type of like wander in the streets of Tokyo. That's games. basically it. And you're just like, is it similar to like Grand Theft Auto in, in Tokyo? Yeah, it's. I would say it's it's light. It's like because you basic don't get, version of you like Grand yeah there's yeah the, you you get to explore these very it's like not big it's just dense like there's just a lot of shit going on a lot of shit to do hmm. but it's not Is as it big. open world yeah in its own way yeah it's not like traditional but it's still very good do it's the right fun. game back again Harvey you got me interested I like kind of want to yeah. watch it tonight um it's such a weird fucking movie but it's so good and I don't know it's it's like the strangest combination of of themes and uh, like and genres that I've that I've seen in a really long time. It like it manages to be like this dreamlike. It's like very dreamlike and it's but it's also gangster and it and it's also comedic at the same time. It's and and it has like these strong ele- elements of drama where it gets very serious and you see like those like the the character exploration moments that I was talking about and you see who this this guy is and um and what he's become through this life of of crime and being a shitty person but also just doing what he has to to survive it's it's a really interesting movie i i, I really liked it um i probably give it a four and a half out god of five. damn we're all watching some bangers this week oh, i really man. like this movie bangers bangers all week long uh um, where did you see this again filmstruck yeah. Hey, uh, I heard somebody's trying to save it. Really? Don't yeah. don't get his hopes up like that. No, I'm being I'm being <laughs> I'm being serious. Don't do that to him. I, can't, I, I think it's someone notable too. Like like I think you might be impressed by. But this. they have to change their something has to change because if they weren't making any money before, like they need to do something. They can't just give it more money and then just gonna fail six months from now. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think. Uh, I don't know how they would do that if I'm honest, but I'm sure I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, possible. I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna watch Filmstruck. Oh, they're just gonna relaunch it as something else. Oh, mm-hmm. Filmstruck campaign to save um, small classic movie service gets small victory. The ten users were like, "Nah, fuck this. <laughs> we have to band together." Yeah, but so I'll, I'll keep watching Filmstruck stuff though until. Uh, the Can 29th. we sign up now? Like no. just it's going to be called the Criterion okay. Collection. I like that. Oh, really? Reveal the plan to launch a freestanding streaming service. Yeah, I read though that like, oh, I think 
Edgar Wright might be a part of the Saviors. That would be interesting. That'd be really interesting. I think a lot of filmmakers in general are just gonna band it together. That's yeah. beautiful. That is good. It is a very good uh, service. There's so much. There's so much on there. So much good content. Yeah. Like I had never heard of this. I just um, I liked the synopsis and I just watched it. It's really fucking great. Yeah, you you piqued my interest. I'm not even doing it justice right now. I I should have. Uh, made some better notes <laughs> and some instead of a few words but, I get um, you I get you it's, it's very good no I mean just browsing the IMDB page is enough to like kind of sell it it's crazy alright well cool so is that everyone everyone watched uh, movies and uh, anything else uh, anything no, else you want to talk about that's it for me any feelings thoughts about feelings and thoughts about like art um, in general or you guys good there's this fucking scene in this movie where <laughs> they're like on the beach at night and they've built these uh forts like on each side of the on each side of the sand mm-hmm. and they're just shooting uh like roman candles at each other like the fire the fireworks this movie seems so yeah, peculiar it is very peculiar and like these it's like these hardened like badass like yakuza dudes and they're just playing on the beach shooting roman candles at each other and it's so fucking beautiful like the colors just look amazing like on this weird Okinawan beach. I might have to rent this. So good. Filmstruck, man. Uh, here, I found the headline that I saw. Paul Thomas Anderson, Nolan, DiCaprio, and more write letters to save Filmstruck. Nice. Just like they don't give. They all make. They all have all this money. Just give. Just give it to them. <laughs> yeah, there's not many other. Well, I don't know any services that have like the Criterion Collection and like uh, Hulu used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Having those movies, uh, it's a very important, easily streamable. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice thing to have. God bless America. All right, cool. That it for. Uh, I think so. For film, should we move on to the uh, the, the next the, one? Yeah, the 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 main review. The main review. Let's talk about widows. Uh, here's a clip. You have no idea, do you? Or did you choose not to know? Your husband stole $2 million from me. This is about my life. This is about my life. And because it's about my life, it now becomes about yours. (laughs) Oh, how was that clip, guys? Uh, Was it good? It was a good clip. Yeah, I, I picked that out myself. Did you? Yeah. A lot of work went into it. Mm, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Steve does not edit this podcast, but uh, <laughs> continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Widows, directed by Steve McQueen. Uh, and it's about, uh, let's see. I'm going to do the tagline because I always love the tagline. Left with nothing, capable of anything. Uh, mm. I, I guess that's referring to the widows because they were left nothing, like no money and no husbands. So... <laughs> Would you say it like that? No husband. <laughs> Read that synopsis. What is, what is a male um, version of the widow? Widower. No, um, he's the one who dies, right? No, it's a widower. He's a a widower, widower is a man without a wife. Yes, she died. I don't believe that. Widower sounds like you made. Or a it widow. doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be a <laughs> wife. A widow. Yeah, you're a widower. I died, and I'm a widower. Um, I think it's just. 
I don't That's a know. stupid fucking... All right. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. All right. Set in contemporary Chicago amidst the time of turmoil, four women with nothing in common except a, death left beh- a debt left behind by their dead husbands, criminal activities take fate into their own hands and conspire to forge a future on their own terms. Starring Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Elizabeth... I'm going to butcher this last name. The... Debecky, Debecky. I don't know. I think I think I pronounced it right. Close enough. Colin Farrell, Liam Neeson, basically everyone. Brian, uh, Brian, uh, was it Tyree Henry? He was in uh, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta fame. And uh, Daniel I miss, Kalua. Yo, I almost forgot. I was like, "Who's my? Who am I missing?" My boy, Daniel Kalua. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Widows? Um, I just want to say really quick that he was actually right about the Widower thing. I googled it. What? So what is it? <laughs> yeah, I googled it's a, it's a Widower. <laughs> Is a widower? Yeah. You know, you got to admit that's really dumb. Right? <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know if it's dumb or not, but I'm just right, so that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> it just, it makes no sense. Um, hey, so, I guess I'll go first, if that's okay. What if I said no? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'd be fine with that. Oh. No, you can go first. Um, yeah, Viola, Viola De- Davis, I'm sorry, plays uh, Veronica Rollins. Um, yeah, Harry Rollins is played by um, our boy Liam Neeson's. And um, Liam, Liam Neeson's, Neeson's. <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson is a, uh, he's a thief. He's a very popular thief, apparently, and a very well-known thief. And he's very good at what he does. He and his crew, they, I like, like, the first 10 to 15 minutes, What while it sets that, sets up like Yeah, that, I like that, that. that. Yeah, it sets up, like, the uh, heist, and it blends it well with, like, um. Character introductions. Yeah, yeah character think, introductions. And, and they're also really, relationships. You get so much within yeah, that 15 minutes, and yeah, it's done really it, well. It's really effective, and it's really interesting to look at. It's it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But um, they they do a heist. Heist goes very bad for them. They all die, and now they have these widows. Um, Viola Davis' character, Veronica being one of them. Um, she's essentially left with nothing because her, her husband was a, a career criminal, basically, so he doesn't exactly have like a uh, 401k or insurance or anything like that i think to uh to really help her out um soon after she gets approached by um uh jamal manning um of the manning brothers uh he uh he's played by uh, <laughs> well-known manning brothers uh, yeah um it, yeah, it's brian terry henry and uh daniel kalia they play our uh, brothers manning brothers but she gets approached by uh by jamal and jamal claims that uh her husband tr- stole money from him and because they died in a very fiery explosion the money is all gone too and uh he is basically saying that if she doesn't repay him the money that he lost uh she's going to come to a very unfortunate end and um she forms a a heist a heist crew a crew <laughs> of widows um this movie is very, very interesting, and it has, it has some really interesting themes in here, and it blends all of them so, so well. Um, I think the, I think the foremost um, theme for me is uh, like grief, like seeing the amount of grief that she goes through after experiencing the loss of her husband. And um, we get that for pretty much each of the each of the wives too. These uh, mourning periods that they have, and um, they all come out. They it all comes out very abruptly and randomly, 
but but I feel like it's appropriate. Like when they when they finally kind of have this like release. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's really interesting and seeing how they process it. Um, I think we get a decent amount of time with each of each of the characters too, which is interesting. I, um, you know, I was thinking about uh, oceans the entire movie for some reason. I just kept comparing it into my head, in my head, but this is very different. But it it's, is it's, a, yeah, it's like you. It's instantly when we think heist, you think oceans franchise, but I think this actually does something different that the ocean it franchise. Does a lot of things very differently yeah. um i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't compare it to that at all yeah, but, but it's like a heist film so people just i'm saying yeah i mean like, you can't really think of many other uh feels like all, more, all women heist heist movies it just doesn't feel like a heist movie to me it feels more like a crime drama well yeah i believe i believe it is but there is a heist at the core of this and i think a, a lot of it is structured around that heist and planning that heist um but yeah what was i saying yeah the the scenes with them uh, mourning over their husbands was was done, I think, really, really well, and it was done in a way that like managed a lot of characters and a lot of emotions and uh, like character types. Really interesting. I think that's the most impressive thing about this movie to me is how it handles so many things, like the, the many themes that it has and the characters, and it balances balances those in a really, really well done way. I think. Um, but also, like, uh, this also has some really interesting uh, interesting themes with, like, the the city in which they live is Chicago. And it, it really brings, like, the, the divide at the forefront of that. Politics. Like, yeah, like the, poli- like the political divides and, like, uh, where that meets with, like, race and, and, uh, and money. Um, yeah, it, 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 it finds a way to introduce those into the story and into and into the plot in, in a very interesting way um that fucking shot the the car shot oh yeah i was gonna bring that up that car shot that yeah. is one of the coolest scenes i've ever seen yeah it's very life. very interesting they they're, they're talking on the inside of the car and the you know the camera's on like the hood and you see how close he was to like a shitty like neighborhood and he goes to his house which is like fucking beautiful it's like a mansion yeah and um it was like a ten minute, not even yeah. a ten minute drive. It was yeah. like a five. You see minute how drive. like the neighborhood like changes very quickly, and uh, very interesting. Yeah, the camera kind of like motion pans um, over while they're driving. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna stop talking. Sean, what are you? Um, you say some stuff? Yeah, I got a couple thoughts. Um, I think uh, so. This movie, its strong points are being chock full of some incredible moments, like things like that scene we just talked about. There's a couple scenes of fucking Daniel Kaluuya that are just incredible. Where I was like, damn, that's a scene. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking scene he right is there. Great. I yeah, he's, a, he's a great actor. All right, he, yeah. he needs All right. a Here's where Steve McQueen fucked up. Okay. Um, I think he was kind of riding off of... Um, I don't mean he's making like a... Uh, he's like riding the coattails of a political uh, statement, but... Uh, is, is it weird for me to say the male characters outshine the <laughs> the female characters in this movie? Weirdly, I thought I just thought the women were going to be um, more impact, like feel more powerful on screen. Um, uh, n- n- well, maybe that was done purposefully, just because they have spent their lives in the right. shadow of their okay, husbands. So, like, that. it's like so it's them finding out who they are. Right. A lot, and, and but like 
as far as like just the overall performances, I love Colin Farrell in this movie. I, yeah, I will agree that yeah, I I do believe it is uneven and uh, like I don't know Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, and uh, what's the blonde girl's name? Not entirely sure they they add a, a ton to the movie, um, but like Daniel Kaluuya and Colin Farrell and you know uh, Viola Davis, she she definitely has her moments too, which are very very good. But I don't think you ever have to worry about Viola Davis. Yeah, I think <laughs> right. But like um, Jesus Christ, Colin Farrell and, and Daniel Kaluuya are great in this. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so is the uh, what's his name from Atlanta? Uh, Brian uh, Tree Henry. He's very good too, and this movie's full of a ton of scenes where I'm just like, "Fuck, that's a clip right there. That's a YouTube watch. Like, I'll watch just that scene on YouTube." Specifically, what I'm talking about is um, Dan Kulu would like uh, a colleague of his, or not a colleague, but somebody to recite a rap he was doing, mm-hmm. and that scene just like fucking. Yeah, it was a great. I was like. Daniel Kaluuya's got some fucking range, man. He's got right? some fucking range. Like he, I would be afraid of him in this I fucking could, movie. Like I've, just, I went from like empathizing with him to like him thing. being a fucking ruthless motherfucker. I was thinking that exact thing as I was watching him, and it's 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 crazy how good he. And is. he's British too. Man, it's crazy. So uh, his American accent's incredible. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, all that shit's amazing, and I think. Steve McQueen has always been a great director. I don't know how he finds all the time to make movies when he's racing cars, though. It's weird. <laughs> it's a poor joke. Um, Some people and, are just and, loving and, it right now. Being, There's a certain group of people loving it. And, and, and being dead. And being, and being dead. dead. <laughs> hey, man. So, yeah, I really like Steve McQueen. For instance, Shame was one of my favorite movies in the last, like, 20 years. Or not 20 years. Like um, You've only been on this earth for, like, 20. I'm, I meant to say of the this part of the 2000s this decade this op, this area okay. this decade the tens uh i enjoy uh shame a lot shame is incredible that's with michael fassbender and steve mcqueen i have not seen hunger yet but it's on my list to see next i hear it's incredible yeah. uh but i think this movie had some things i didn't like in it if i could just talk about those i guess yeah. to bring up the negatives i would say i there's some twists that i don't necessarily like feel strongly about they're they're okay that that's not a huge deal i would say um just some like some rushing of the plot like for instance is it, i don't know if, what did you mention in your recap why she's doing the heist yeah she got a she got um yeah she got being, threatened by yeah, threatened. okay right 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 yeah and um, and she threatens him back by saying, "I'll go to the cops." And he's like, huh, "Cops, you know, you know they're corrupt." Like, but is that really enough for you to not even give it a shot? Like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like she should have at least given it a shot and then found out the cops are corrupt through. I think I think she was fearing for her own life. She she's been a part of this business. She knows. She might not be a part of the business, but you know who her husband was and what he did for like how long. I think she has this understanding. Was just like these motherfuckers don't care. They will kill you. I think. I, I think most. I think. That's, well, I mean, she could seek protection, but yeah. I don't know. I guess she could have been scared, but I, I think most people would have just went to the cops. But maybe not have told them. I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would say like the movie like um, it loses its uh, footing every now and then. Like you're you're kind of on par. Like they're playing the heist, and then we jump over some other characters. Arch arc 
Not arch. Arch. I was reading the word in my head. And they're spelled similarly. Um, and I think, I don't know. It seems a little bit less focused of a heist movie and more of like a like a, a spiraling yeah. crime drama. And I think if they, I think they could have built the tension up a little bit more on the heist. Yeah, I w- you know, I'll, I'll jump in real quick, and uh, I would agree with certain things. You're, you're the negatives that you are putting out. You're you're putting out. Uh, well, I think I think this film is does at times lack a little bit of focus on what it is. I guess in terms of like if it wants to be because it's presented as a heist film, and the heist is the center of the story. Like that's what honestly pushes the story forward. But then in the mix of it, you do have all these elements of like very like it. W- most times in a heist film, they don't have this other like twenty other little subplots, and this film has these little subplots, and I think it gets a little lost and tangled up. You know, there's uh, certain spoilers in movies that I don't want to like ruin, or so certain moments of the movie that I don't want to spoil for you. But yeah, I feel like the lack of focus does hinder the overall story because you know, again, you know, I hate to compare it to like to like oceans but oceans is a heist film so it focuses on the heist and you really don't get all these like subplots with different characters and different stories that are affecting it this film is like literally 20 different ways it's still coherent and i still understand what happens in the end but i think that 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 lack of focus really hinders it in the overall story department uh i do like uh, i I did want to mention this beforehand uh the way this film uh doles out information to the audience uh it's i think it's very present in the beginning of the film like harvey said the first 15 minutes you get all this information but you understand everything that's happening you completely understand like okay these are the these are the moments these are the beats like understand who this character is you know and i think this film really does a great job of like doling everything out uh well uh, let's see uh yeah, uh, performances, I think, across the board, everyone did a good job. Uh, there was obviously highlights more so than most. Uh, like I, like you said, Colin Farrell, great job. Daniel Kaluuya, I think, was the best part. I loved every scene he was in. Every time he was, like, like intimidating someone, you genuinely felt, like, afraid, and you realized, like, yo, this motherfucker is insane. He's a, f- he is a fucking insane. It's a great scene. Dude, that bowling alley scene? Like you saw how cold he was, he did not give a fuck, you know. Uh, yeah. It, it and it and that's the thing though, and that's why I think makes a really good villain is that there's moments in the film where you're just like, he's like, dude, why are you so fucked up? Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be this bad of a person. But that's you how know, you get shit done, man. Okay. No. Uh, overall, uh, there's a lot of moments in this film that I really like, like scene wise, just how the way it was shot. Uh, there's a lot of positive. There's there's more positives than negatives I have, but you know overall I think the lack of focus does hinder it. Yeah. Um. I do agree with uh, some of uh, Thomas's uh, grievances. I think that um, some of the heist characters are not as compelling. Their 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 arcs are not as compelling as uh as say like uh yeah like Daniel. Kalia's character or um or or some of the yeah. other characters. I think that I really enjoyed uh Viola Davis's character, uh Veronica. She had um a pretty solid and stable uh performance for the majority of the film. You actually we got to see her 
her sort of transformation from uh, being sort of helpless in the in the beginning to uh, mm-hmm. to learning and understanding what her husband did and and doing it herself. I think that uh, I think that I got a decent amount out of her character oh, and yeah. also um, what's the the blonde uh, Debecky or Debicki's character? Yeah. yeah, she. Um, I, I actually enjoyed her probably the most. Aside from like, uh, I she mean, had the most growth out of all of my. Yeah, thing. she. I, I really liked her arc, and I liked it. She also was learning a lot, because um, you c- could tell she was sort of shielded from a lot, a lot by her husband, and 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 uh, just by that that dynamic in the relationship. And I think that you see her grow a lot, and I think she has some of the funnier and more interesting scenes too, like the gun, like the gun. The scenes gun seems great. Body. Yeah, she. Uh, I enjoyed her character a lot. I do think that um, Michelle Rodriguez was kind of just in the background, and I think that she was really underutilized. Oh yeah. Um, she actually had like kids, and she had like that that dynamic like that wasn't really explored. Um, yeah, th- they they tease a lot of stuff about her past with her husband like a lot more, and it just kind of like yeah. just sits there, nothing's done with it. Yeah, I think more so than uh, the issues with lack of development and some of. The characters, I think that leading up to the heist, that I didn't feel enough, I didn't feel enough tension or, or, uh, yeah, just tension like going no, into the heist. Right. Yeah. And also in the heist, I didn't really feel anything for, for a film to focus on the heist as much as this one did. It's not entirely a heist film because, like the Ocean movies, it doesn't completely revolve around that for the majority of the film. But I do think that it takes a significant amount of the time amount of time to um when they're like doing things associated with the the heist and preparation and stuff i think that the payoff sort of wasn't there um but it is a really interesting scene that w- what happens in the house so so i don't know i don't th- i think overall that the, the tension's not really there and i think that it was almost like but now like fucking heist you overall in your life you're like just sitting there, it's like it takes all of like two minutes. I feel yeah, it's it, it, pretty the uh, like for all the preparation they did. It just seemed like yeah. But then again, maybe that's what it, that was what it's supposed to be. Yeah, Her husband is like a very and also it's not the climax of the film, which is a thing, which is another thing. It's not the climax of the film, so it's not also that doesn't make it a heist film because of that reason as well. But um, the the climaxes that come after that, I I don't feel anything quite quite took me as it as as it should have and um i think that's probably the most compelling or most uh i would say grabbing film in the or sequence in the film i would say like the town was a movie that had like a good balance of the town was like dramatic like you know almost oscar worthiness um but yeah i mean overall don't get me wrong I just wanted to bring those negatives up. I think yeah. overall, I really enjoyed this movie. It is a yeah, solid movie. I had a good time. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, that was the I first. I was kind of hoping, just because of Stephen Queen, I was just kind of hoping I'd I'd this would like break into my top three of the year. Uh, I I would agree. It's not for me. It's not up there, but it's still overall. I think this is gonna be a movie that a lot of people can just sit down and watch. I think this would be good for most audiences. I did have a good crowd in. Uh, even though they were fucking rude and like leaving their phones on, it's fucking wild. So man. how are they a good crowd? Like it was a good amount of people. That's why oh. I mean, a good crowd. Oh, I had really. a terrible 
Yeah, I had a good amount of people, but you know, I had constant yappers behind me. I, I can't do it anymore. It's so funny because the narrative is so different early on this year because you're saying, "Oh, I found my new, found a new theater," and you're like, "It's like I love it." You know, it's great. It's right well, next. Oh, it's just it, it's so hit or miss. If you go like at 11 a.m. on a Sunday, it's always great. Oh, yeah. But I had to see this on opening night. Yeah, opening night. And um, but even then, every now and then, if the if the movie is mouth breather enough. Even like 11 a.m. on a Sunday, it can be bad. And uh, it's just like, I'm talking, what what movie did I watch? What, what Bohemian Rhapsody. I had uh, these people having a full-on conversation. <laughs> there was this old guy who was like wheezing and stuff. And he was just like, but he was just like talking to his friend like, uh, uh, that's all I heard. I just, But like, I get like interacting with a movie and talking. It's kind of annoying, but I get it. Like. If if you know, Michael Myers is right behind the bitch. And you're like, turn around, bitch. You know, shit like that. But like these people are having conversations that don't pertain to the movie at at this volume. Like they're doing a fucking podcast in the movie or some shit. And and it's just I don't understand how you could buy a ticket and go do that. I, just, I don't get it. I it's like. It's a dysfunction. It's like I just same reason I don't get why people rape. Like, uh, yeah, some. Did you come? You comparing? Fuck yeah, rapist murderers and people talking movie theaters are not really much, you know, <laughs> different from each other. They're kind of right up there for me in terms of morality. Oh man! So All right. Well, on that note, oh, uh, you guys want to rate this bitch? Do we? Yeah, Harvey. I don't know if. If uh, we don't have anything else to talk about, um, it's a it's a four for me. Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, uh, as I mentioned before, like just the amount of amount of themes and amount of information and and uh, I don't know, just the, the amount that this movie touches on, I think is is very impressive and. Um, just some of that, like I would say, if if the whole movie was as impressive as singular scenes in this movie, holy yeah. shit! Yeah. It, it has, I, I think, uh, yeah, that is an issue. It, it does have some really good scenes, but in the in between those, there's, uh, yeah, I'm sitting at a four too. I think yeah. overall, like it's worth those whatever extra stars for the fucking scenes that Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. yeah, overall. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah I would have to agree. I would have to agree with you guys. I, I honestly feel like this is a movie anyone could like. Anyone can really watch, like a typical movie goer. Like if you're not even into like movies that much, if this just played on like, you know, HBO or whatever, it's just like this is something you could just easily put on and just everyone would be entertained. It's just a lot of great scenes, great performances, though the story is not the best and it does lack focus at times. Uh, it's there's more positive than negatives here, and uh, I think you're doing your time no matter what. If Daniel Kaluuya got a, I keep calling him Kaluuya, Kaluuya. If he got a like four, five more minutes of uh, screen time, it'd probably be a five for me if I'm honest. Damn, he five loved more it. More minutes. Uh, he could be up for best supporting. I heard they liked him last year. They liked him. He was good last year. All right. Uh, so. That was that, and now it's time Pick a movie. for, I mean, do we really need to do this? We all know what we're doing. What are we watching next week, Steve? <sighs> we're watching Creed 2. A.K. Rocky 7. 
AK Rocky Seven. Or is it eight? Nine. I don't know. I feel like it's actually a sequel to the band. Oh. Man, Creed Two, Creed. <laughs> With arms don't do, don't do or we can watch Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck it, Ralph Two. That's a fucking dumb name. Uh, Robin Hood. What's oh, that? that Robin Hood. No, oh, that looks bad. It looks very <laughs> bad. And I think I think Jamie Foxx is trying to do an English accent. In it. Yeah, I think Have so you heard too. It? And the, like, the trailer yeah, yeah. sounds horrible. I don't think it's English action. I think it's... Uh, Why'd well, they got to like, get my Kingsman boy in there like that? He's going to be playing Elton John, too. Yeah, that doesn't know, look very good either. It doesn't. <laughs> so, Speak for yourself. So the only logical thing to watch next week is Creed 2. I'm super excited. I watched the trailer. I'm like, it's like I'm ready for this. Yeah. I can't... I don't know. I'm a real big fan of this franchise. I'm, I'm weird like that. I'm a fan of the first film. I'm not really... I'm not excited for this one. <laughs> I'm not going to include this one yet. We'll see. Yeah, I'm with Harvey. I'm I'm going in with with thoughts that it you know may not live up to the hype. I am hyped for this shit. You know how mouth breathers ruin everything. You know. Um, you know that is true. That's Thomas's motto. You give, you give them a nice Creed movie thing. They they're like, ooh, mouth breathers really sp- responded to these parts in the movie, and uh, they're gonna take all the good out and just leave all the bad. Okay. Let's see what happens. I guess we'll see. I'm being negative. It might be good. All right. Well, since that's over with, let's talk about our topic. 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 Oscar-worthy action films. Uh, so this this not, is your not very was, common. Yeah, this is your idea, or this is your topic. You thought about it. I was like, thinking, I think it's interesting enough, just because we we kind of see it lacking at times. I guess because people don't hold action films and maybe the same caliber as let's say a, a nice period piece or a drama you know um based on true events uh i don't know i, I feel like in the, in the oscars we don't they don't get much love and uh uh you know we're maybe we're gonna be here to talk about some of our favorites and maybe just talk about the issue at hand i think what it is is um it almost seems like the awards for like the the best picture and whatnot are like kind of conserved for uh dramas and stuff like that um and i think they they acknowledge that you know these action movies are good but they give them like the sound editing the visual effects uh sometimes they can't have good performances they can't have uh they sometimes i think you know you, you can still have maybe like a best actor but like it's very rare that they're ever up for best picture um there have been some up for best picture before but it's very rare uh, but basically i figured we just talk about some movies that we personally think could have been up for best picture had they not been possibly snubbed for being action and not drama yeah i'm, I'm I, so during this process i thought about a film that has a good amount of action and also still has like those character moments that I think could work at the Oscars. Uh, so I picked a 2005 film directed by Cronenberg, uh, A History of Violence. Uh, when you first think of this film, like it's like definitely not a typical heavy action, uh, heavy-handed like action film. Like it's not guns blazing, but it do has a lot. It does have a lot of action sequences, and also a lot of great character moments. So it stars uh, Viggo Morrison, our boy, and it's basically about a man who's kind of he used it doesn't it doesn't really get elaborated on like what he used to be but we we figure out that he he was a hitman or someone that worked for the mafia and uh he he kind of ghosts and try to start a new life in this small town and he 
you know, everything's fine. He has a wife, he has a kids, like everything seems to be working out. And he's left that, that past behind him, that, that violence, that, the, the chaos he used to live. And these two strangers kind of stumble in town and lo and behold, they recognize them as, uh, uh, and they used to work with him from the past. And, and that, that kind of opens the door to this whole, you know, this whole, you know, him going back to the way he used to be, you know, it's kind of a little bit like John Wick, but just not as crazy, crazy over the top action. It's more like fucking brutal. And as we know Cronenberg to be, you know, we have these great action moments, just like in Eastern Promises and stuff like that. Another one starring Vigo Morrison. Uh, yeah, that's, I feel like this does toe the line of just like, again, great character moments and also great action sequences. Not great action sequences, but just really well done action sequences. They're very brutal, very real, which uh, I'm a big fan of when done correctly, of course. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you pick? I think I know what you're gonna pick. But what do you pick? Yeah, I think you know what I'm gonna pick. Oh man! Oh man! Wait uh, a sec. What? It's Mad Max. All Let's right. Wait, which one? I was trying to think of something else to throw you guys off, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But this one already was nominated. It was nominated, but I think it should have won Best Picture. Ooh, what won that year? That's a great question. Birdman, right? I'm down with Birdman winning. TBH. Mad Max is probably, oh, Mad Max Fury Road is probably the best action film I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, That's that movie is pure on a like just action. I saw it like yeah. three times in theaters. It because I find a lot of of Mad Max to be ridiculous. I think everyone does. It, there's something so I think just metal about it. <laughs> that metal. I read, yeah, it's uh, it's just ridiculous, and um, the 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 violence obviously in the action are in. In, in heavy quantities but like there's also this level of ridiculousness to it but also this uh real world that that he managed to create i think the lore goes really deep and you get so much information about the world and these people and in such a cool and interesting way and it's just so effective um but yeah it is like ridiculous like you have like a fucking guy playing guitar with flames coming out of yeah it, it's it's like acrobatics and stuff it's it's no it, it, inherently yeah when you look at it it's so absurd but like for some reason in the context like in that world it it does make sense like it does work like it like like these people have been driven mad they, they you know everything that that happens in the film for some real, weird reason just works um yeah this film was just I remember when i first watched it i was just like i was so pissed that i missed it in theaters and i ended up just watching it on a I just watched it on, what was it, Blu-ray or something? I'm pretty sure you bought it or something, right? Um, yeah, I, I did buy it. And I was just, I rewatched this at least like uh, several times when I first, I was like, this movie's amazing. Then rewatched it again. I was like, this it's so good. So every time someone tells me they haven't seen Mad Max, I'm like, that's like the best action film you'll ever fucking watch. Like, you need to watch it right now. The best? It's one of the fucking best you ever watch. I would openly say that. I agree. It's one of the best. I don't know if it's the best. Come on, man. Just the audacity of it. I think that's also you're right, what you're draws right. me to it. Just the fact that they they did that. I think the Oscars knew they had to. Um, but there's a movie that I personally feel they should have known they had to, but it was years before. And maybe they just weren't. Skyscraper? Um, um, umbuck? Umbuck, yeah. Umbuck is a cinematic masterpiece. Skyscraper. Yeah. All right. Um, so I have, I'm throwing you guys a curveball here. I have one for best foreign film, 
and best picture. So, best foreign film, I think it's I feel like it's even more so than best picture is always drama, it seems, you know? Like every time you see like the the trailers for all the best foreign films are always like these this highly dramatic movies. Um but lest we forget that just because Hollywood has this big action budget doesn't mean that other countries can't go hard in the motherfucking action paint. Um, <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever said. It's, yeah, I would say it's one of the worst. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so there's a remake of a 1963 movie. Um, it's called... Now, hear me out. This movie is an action movie, but it, it, it does move slow at times. It's probably similar to, I guess, a history of violence. Yeah, I was looking uh, for that well-balanced, like it's yeah. not just action. This movie is called 13 Assassins. It's a remake. Um, but like the technical marvel of this, this is made by um, uh, Takashi Miike, not to be confused with Takeshi Kitano. This is Takashi uh, Miike. Um, very uh, notable Japanese director. He did what I brought up like two episodes ago, uh, or one episode ago, um, Ichi the Killer as well. So here he is again, popping up. Um yeah, have you guys seen this remake? Uh, you told me about it years ago, and I never watched it. Ooh. So basically, it's continuing the narrative that we have. All now. right. Well, it's I'm gonna have to assign it to you then. Um, one of these weeks. Have if you I seen lose, it? Harvey? If I lose again this week, I'll just yeah. Skip I've seen up. Thirteen Assassins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just that and that long drawn out scene is like cinematically masterful, right? Like incredible. Um, the synopsis for that, Steve. If you're if you're wondering, if you want to watch it which you should is a uh, I watch the clips on YouTube all the time. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, Steve. Wait, see it all in in one piece. Uh, a group of the assassins come together for a suicide mission to kill an evil lord. Pretty fucking badass, right? Uh all right. So that's what I think should should have gotten nominated for best uh foreign picture. Didn't even show up I, I believe in the the Oscars that year. Because you know what, it's an action film, and the Oscars hates yeah. action. Films. I think they were waking up to like the fact that they might have to include action movies at, at sometimes. I can't wait until the Oscars puts in either a Star Wars or uh, a superhero movie for Best Picture. Best Picture. Uh, they like honestly, Aquaman, Best Picture. Are, if they put Black Panther in, I know it's a pity nomination. <laughs> pity nomination. I know for a fact it's going to be a pity nomination if they nominate it this year. You guys. Whatever you think about that movie, I don't agree with that being nominated. How about Aquaman? Oh, that's going to be a masterpiece. All right, so um, this goes to what I was saying earlier. Uh, an action movie that when you when the, you look at the grand scheme of things, it's safe to say that like 12 years ago, they, they really dropped the ball on this, and that is The Dark Knight. They really did. I just realized. Yeah, that. I mean, come on. Like, they, yeah, they gave Heath Ledger the supporting. Um, I, but it's just like overall, this the. There was a just, bar that was set that m- most superhero films, even if it's just not, to kick superhero films in the in the foot and be like, do better. Like they they should have nominated Christopher Nolan just for that, just to be like, hey, uh, you know. Because who doesn't like The Dark Knight, you know? It's not like you show it to average moviegoers and they go, oh, this movie's too artsy for me. Oh, it's too ambiguous. Like, no, it's it's just a fucking hell of a ride. And I don't think you need to do fucking, you know, play it safe 
type shit when you do action movies. I think you can uh I think you can do some crazy wild shit like Mad Max. They can make that a, they can make a Marvel movie like Mad Max. It'll probably sell, you know? But they don't, you know. They don't. Cuz they're afraid. They're afraid. They're playing it safe. Yeah, the Dark Knight, man. The fucking colors. Right. The colors. In in Mad Max? No. Or Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, the overall. Lighting, fucking Yeah. It's, there's so much great great stuff in it. Just movie. like that action scene where they flip that truck over. That's it's what just, I was it's always fucking thinking. incredible, yeah. dude. And overall, just um that even that first scene where Batman just fucking comes through whooping ass. Yeah. Great shit, man. God, glad I have the box set trilogy at home. Blu-ray? Nope. Damn. <laughs> I used to have it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time for a rewatch. It's been a couple of years for me. Rewatch party? Whew. I'm down. Uh, so, uh... Where is she? <laughs> all right, before Tom continues on with his impressions, uh, I guess that's it for this week's topic. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions or, you know, you know, if you want to hear us talk about certain, you know, topics that you have in mind, just uh, send it over to our website or just, you know, DM us. Slide into our DMs. Let us know. Yeah. Do that. S- slide in there. Slide in there real good. Yeah. Uh, it's nice and warm into that. <laughs> I was you know, speaking of that. What? I was listening to Christmas music uh, on the radio on the rental car because I couldn't get the Bluetooth to work for a minute until mm-hmm. I figured it out. And I just casually listening to uh, that song, studying the lyrics. Baby, it's cold outside. She's making it very clear that the answer is no. Yeah. And he's like, Nah, nah, fam. I'm coming. In. So you're saying that that song is very problematic. <laughs> it's a little rapey. A little rapey. A little yeah. day rapey. I can kind of see it. Yeah. All right. All right Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got we to gotta play the game. How are we doing this, man? I, I guess we're like doing the same cycle, man. Let's uh, just go for it. What, what's that? What's, explain o- to o- me. OG rules, man. We're playing OG rules. Wait. Is that you down for that, Harvey? I don't care. I didn't lose last week. Um. Right. But, like, are we washing away the immunity uh, factor because of this whole three host thing. I believe that's what he's saying. I'm down for that. Yeah, I guess it makes... Uh, we'll just level the playing field here. Yeah, just... So that means you're back in, Steve. You could still lose this week. Yeah, I could. Yeah. And if I do, then I'm just going to give up. Uh, Never going to give you no, up. No, you should look forward to watching 13 Assassins. <laughs> probably going to watch it on my own time anyway. Doubt it. Yeah, I probably won't. It's just... It just it's better this way, Tom. If you just give me movies and I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to watch it. I agree. It's more fun this way. I agree. Forcing you is fun. All right. Harvey's going to roll the first roll of this week's Get Wrecked. Wow. We're fucking bros. Get Wrecked followed by a, a fucking burp. burp. I'm embarrassed. All right, Harvey, what you got? Oh, I thought that was a one, but that's a seven. <laughs> seven. Harvey's going to snap, but then he's, yeah. like, he's like, this is not snap worthy. Yeah, it is not. All right, Steve. Seven. Well, wow, just Steve, like you're gonna win. Oh, I gotta start pulling up the movies. Ooh, looks like I'm right in the middle. Harvey loses to Steve. Great. All right, Harvey. I got a choice, or not a choice. I got, I got a movie for you. Uh, took some time. Had to think about it because uh, we all watch a lot of movies on this show. And uh, I don't. Yeah. Well, you kind of do. Uh, yeah, but I watched more movies because of the podcast than I did before. Like, I couldn't get in two movies a week back in the day. 
Yeah, that's true. I got in like one a week. I got I got a, a gem for uh, Harvey. Uh, uh, I spoke about this guy's film, Green Room, uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, maybe a month ago now on the podcast. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to give you Blue Ruin. It's a, it, Almost like a companion piece. It's yeah. in a weird way. They're all kind of connected. Uh, I think, yeah, it was Murder Party, Blue Ruin, and Green Room are like, what, what do they call his trilogy? It's like Massacre or uh, Clusterfuck trilogy. That's what he calls it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give you Blue Ruin. It's a revenge story, but imagine if the revenge took place. How about th- how about this? It it's basically, it's the the consequences of you know seeking revenge. Like it really is like, like what happens after the fact. It's a really interesting film. Very simple, uh, but I think you'll get a lot out of it. And he and he has the classic you know, very real, like, violent, like, very, you know, gritty kind of look to it. And, you know, I think you'll get a, I think you get something out of it. Great. <laughs> I thought you said it. Great. Great. Very excited. Just look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, it's a scene in the movie. <laughs> it's a great good. scene. It's, it's crazy. the Crazy White Man trilogy. Basically, Crazy White Man crazy trilogy. Crazy White Man and all of them. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Hey, we write what we know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess that's it for us this week. Sure I think is. That, I think we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs this week, a lot of goofs. Mm. Uh, Don't call them goofs. Well, yeah, they're kind of like goofs. All right, because IMDb section, goofs. Goofs. Uh, so uh, if you guys want to follow us on social media, if that's a thing, uh, I guess you can check us out on our Instagram. Tom, what's our Instagram? You can uh, find us at do the right film underscore podcast. What's our Twitter handle? Just do the right at do the right film. Oh, we have a Twitter. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what's our letterbox? We don't. We we have individual letterbox. We should. We should. We should I guess it. it's just confusing though. Like, what do you do? We just we literally combine our scores. Yeah, think <laughs> an average. average. Think yeah, basically average, average it out. Uh, but also, like, do we only do like? I don't know. It just seems kind of like if you if you like us, just follow us personally. And you get yeah. to, you, and that way you Could get to that. see our ratings for uh, the mini reviews too. You know, like we we review tons of movies on the show, not just the one. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, and then uh, our Reddit and Facebook. We are we on that still? Are we on that hotness? Uh, Reddit. Um, I don't know. That's not really a thing for us. Oh, but well. yeah, Facebook. Just find our page. Do the right film. Uh, but you know, Facebook is not as interactive yeah. as as Instagram or Twitter. I think Instagram is one of the better places to see more stuff and contact us. And we also have our website. And then uh, Harvey, our website, we got one of those, right? We can uh, check out the latest episodes. Listen, yeah, uh, do the com. Speaking of that, let's get our letterbox links on the. All right, we'll do that next yeah. week. Will uh, we? <laughs> Will we not. forget? So if you guys liked what you heard, if you don't mind, just go on uh, Apple iTunes and just do they smash the like button on uh, Apple iTunes or they, nope, they rate? They rate. Give us that five star or maybe a four. You know, if you don't, you know, if you want to be nice, give us, you know, a four. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, leave a comment, something nice, something mean. doesn't really matter. Just, you know, let us know what you think. Of yeah. course, yeah. That'd be great. And yeah. Uh, anything else, guys? No, I just want to say it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Um <laughs> It's been a lot of a lot of a lot of movies that 
have sparked my interest this week, and it sparked my interest to rewatch, like talking about Moonlight again, talking about The Dark Knight, Mad Max, all these nostalgic feelings when I first saw these movies. The butterflies in your stomach. And then like this, this Yakuza movie looks so interesting. It's got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Yeah, man. it's a lot of movies. Let's see if we can find some time. Actually, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have time now. So, no excuses. We should all have 10 movies next week. Yeah, each. yeah. We'll see about that. We'll see. <laughs> Dude, we're all going to have one. <laughs> Once you're done with the turkey, I want you to fucking, you know, all right, mom, all right, dad, I'll be in the room and put on a, a film. Just wait, in this scenario, do we all live at home? <laughs> no, you're well, you're at somebody's house I thought we were living at home I mean I won't be I'll be home alone with no family but I'll be there don't worry yeah we're gonna do a Friendsgiving for the first time I'm super excited we're very old now alright guys well, is there anything else Steve's gonna bring like Apple Jacks or some shit no I'm bringing wine a lot of it okay let's do it he's probably gonna bring some leftovers or something leftovers <laughs> leftover wine <laughs> I record that he, <laughs> he brings Merlot and I freak out I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot you with the deep cuts this week yeah, a lot of uh, impressions too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of well, we always <laughs> get that. Week of it. <laughs> <laughs> My impressions are so bad. Can we get the Paul Giamatti one more time? No, I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> this is like more Joker, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know how he does that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it for us. Uh, we need a catchphrase. Baby boys, man, make them happy. <laughs>